Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host Sean Siriani, and I'm excited to throw a new one at you today. My guest today, somebody I have a lot of history with, somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. Man, I love this episode. Kind of goes back to my roots of some of the people I have met on my videography journey, my podcasting journey. And my guest today is a man who goes by the name Lemmy No. Lemmy is a guy who wears so many hats. He's a producer, content creator, and often an on-air personality. A lot of people know him from his role on the infamous, legendary YouTube channel, Epic Mealtime, which has over 7 million subscribers. And nowadays, he's co-hosting an amazing podcast called The Moment of Truth that features Canadian hip-hop legend Bless. I believe this episode kind of starts reminiscing on our personal history, how me and him met through King of the Dot Battle Raps. Um, For some people who listen to my older episodes, um, you know I was heavily involved in filming a lot of that. And he reminded me how wild those days were. (laughs) Um, And I feel like even more so for him with the Epic Mealtime crew, you're going to hear a lot about just the YouTube heyday. And even though Lemmy isn't defying himself... By his time at Epic Mealtime, um, the majority of this episode, we just dive into stories of some amazing and hilarious interactions with some celebrities such as Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's got a story of how James Franco gravitated towards him and just a lot of other shit. And what you are hearing right now is one hour of a three hour conversation we had <laughs> um, After the recording went off, we just talked and talked and talked. And it's almost to the point where I forget which stories were told on the episode and off the episode. And all in all, I think this one's interesting. You're going to hear a lot about the YouTube heyday. And you're going to get into the heart and soul of Lemmy No, who is the guy I just love and respect. And a reminder to all of you who are listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anything else that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You'll see a bunch of links to Lemmy's work. Also, he sent me a link of one of the first videos he's ever put online when I met him through King of the Dot. He also said, don't judge him. (laughs) He's come a long way. I've come a long way. And it's cool that uh, he's willing to share his history. Because a lot of my original work I have either privatized or deleted from the internet. (laughs) But without any further ado, I'm going to throw this fun conversation at you. Here's Let Me Know coming at you right now.
Girth Radio in session. Lemmy, it's so great to hear your voice again. It's been a couple yeah, years. Been years. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It doesn't. Because it... after you, after you said uh, let's do this, I started reminiscing in my head. So like, I'm hoping we get the cap, like capture with like one eighth of that. Because like, I started doing some reminiscing, just remembering those like behind the scenes events and stuff. I don't want to talk too much if we're not recording. Oh yeah, it's it's recording right now. And um... oh, yeah, we're we're in. Okay, we're we're going then. Yeah, it, it was it was a, a very cool move to be able to remember all these things yeah and I'm, I'm almost like uh, I was I was consuming in those days you know <laughs> shout out to mom and dad if they're listening <laughs> <laughs> right on and, uh, yeah. it was it was uh, crazy to just reminisce and remember some of these things like I don't know you want you want one I'm gonna give you one early rest in peace Bender yes big rest in peace Bender I remember waking up one of these events and Bender's in my closet <laughs> just like some like night partying and then you know what I mean like yeah yeah like I was lucky enough to drink and do a lot of drugs with the best of them you know oh yeah shout out to all the guys I actually like hearing your voice again like you said you just start reminiscing again I remember meeting oh, you for the first time and uh which one was that it was at Blackout 2 I believe that was the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came so, with. So that's the beginning. That's yeah, the, you were, you were, you were part of the staff, and I wanted to be staff more than anything. Yeah, and uh, I remember you leaving like just such an awesome impression. And I actually remember meeting you on day two. And after day one, I got drunk with like Harley, your brother. For some reason, down with Webster was there. Um, well, they, well, they filmed an episode. I, I went back to Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they filmed an episode the day after. Yeah, but and you were part of that filming. Good for you, man. That was a fucking big one. Yeah, but I got so fucked up with them. I I remember seeing you come in and like just your face was so similar to your brother, and I thought for a second you were your brother and. I I remember coming up to you just being all hype and like, oh, what a fucking crazy night. And then you walked away and I'm like, oh, that wasn't the same guy. Oh, my God. I was I was like kind of embarrassed. But then I think I reintroduced myself like, oh, sorry, man. But uh, yeah. yeah, I remember you rolled in with like a bunch of like cameras and you were doing some behind the scenes thing. And uh, I, it was it was crazy because I just I wanted to be down. And I think part of it was uh, I mean, obviously, like I come from a hip hop background and that shit, but like. I was I was kind of uh, allowed to stay because of my club with Epic Meal Time, and I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I probably wouldn't have gotten in the door the first time, but I'll tell you now, like Abby and Organic, like these are some of my like my friends. These are my brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to Organic two, three days ago. I speak to Abby. He sleeps on my couch when he comes to Montreal. Like, we're cool, you know? Yeah, it's like your your so, extended family, totally to everything. Yeah. Right? So so these guys gave me an opportunity, and like. They hooked me up, you know, if there's an extra hotel room or pay for my guys. I never took a cent, like, but I'd go there and I'd film content. And that came to the Dot Media channel. That was sitting in Abby's house with Gannick and Gully and all these guys and, like, discussing we're going to make a media channel. Yeah, yeah, you so, like, you pretty much, like, helped, like, launch that in a way and we're doing, like, such, was, like, entertaining segments. Passwords. I was the first guy to upload Oh, that's fantastic. I, I, I forgot about that, but that's awesome. And even, like, down the road, I would go to that channel and, like, upload, like, some stuff for them. But that's cool that you are the founder. We tried. We, we tried. So, man, I remember uh, one of the last events at XS. And I, like, I apologize to anyone who's listening right now. If I, like, say shit I'm not supposed to, like, 
documents that yeah. hopefully I'm not allowed to say certain things at some point in my life. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna null and void, okay? We're just gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I remember being in the staircase at Excess with Abby. Mm-hmm. That's a bad start to this sentence. And just yelling and screaming. It was me and him, very passionate conversation about the direction of the marketing and how this has to be sold and how it has to be packaged. I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I was just so passionate. Yeah, and wanting to like be a part of this that I had it here. None of it happened. That was like getting on the phones. We're gonna have a call center. We're gonna do this and that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but the, miles an hour with everything. Yeah, that was the beauty of that whole scene too because a lot of people it's like um, as it was growing and growing um, King of the Dot was doing things for the first time so they were everyone just wanted to be a part of it and they wanted to like help and then just get down and let's make this into something huge you know yeah yeah definitely and even like I remember you coming in um it was just it was shortly after I started working with him and I feel like I really gravitated towards you because uh, a lot of like your personality like you reminded me of myself when I like approached him I was doing um, awesome. some behind the scenes stuff like uh, not for them I was just showing up at events and doing like little mini documentaries for people and next thing you know you're, you're on the team man that's the exact same thing. My first ever video that I edited, shout out to my boy Shemi. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, he gave me his computer. We worked on it together. I didn't even touch the keys, I don't think. And we made a video. It's still out there. It's like Blackout 2 behind the scenes. Let me know. Like, you're going to find it. It's there. Mm-hmm. And that video is the first time that I was, like, creating my own content. It's terrible. I got drunk. Like, I dropped a bottle at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sloppy, sloppy. I go to hug Pesci, and I haven't seen him. And I think Harley was actually trading Pesci at the Grange for a chick that was with us. Oh he's gonna take a girl and like delete Pesci. That was the deal. He was driving up with him. And <laughs> I got really excited. I haven't seen Pesci in a couple of weeks, whatever. And I go give him a hug and my bottle of rum falls and splashes all over the floor and I'm just distraught on video. Oh yeah. And those those excess times were really sloppy and if like you go to like oh, a, a more like newer event now, like you can see like all the staffs like kinda of learn from their mistakes yeah, and they so, party after the way it started was so the grassroots so good. Like, I mean, it started in a park, and I got to see, like, the grindy hotel days. But when you, like, put in a couple of years with this thing and, like, you grow with it, you see the difference. Like, when it when it got to, uh, what was it, government? Uh, yeah, yeah, with, like, Drake. Like, Drake's and, there, and they're yeah. selling out. And, like, there's girls there that don't even know about Battle Rap. They're just there because Drake's there. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, it got, it got really wild. I mean, the L.A. events, I went from, like, literally going by myself for free yeah. to an event and like sometimes they hook me up of course Abby hooked me up with hotel rooms numerous times but going there and then uh, getting pretty much nothing and then uh, going to these LA events Lush One being like yo we need you at this event we're gonna film some things and like yeah oh, yeah it was so cool yeah, like, even I remember seeing you at one of the LA events I only went twice but I remember just thing. like seeing like how beautiful that scene actually was like going there and like you said like you mentioned lush one like the minute i like got there and like to the hotel it was like everybody was treating me like i was at home but it was my first time in california and it was it was like such a beautiful thing like it was wild like this was um this was so i did uh what was it called the one with it had dead man thesaurus um, oh, in the, in the 818, in the, the basement. Yeah, yeah, there was that, and the second oh, time, the second time was, was Vin. my first LA event, too, I think. No way! Oh, that's great. I and you were living out there, right? Or? I was living out there. I got a lift from a buddy of mine who was, like, mad to give me a lift, and I don't know where I am. And I got dropped off. There was one guy there. 
Oh, he was wow. all looked out and he was blued up and like <laughs> not the kind of guy you really approach but I had to yeah and yeah like he, he checked me and like I say my name and I, I, first he said his name and it was like with blocks and streets and all kinds of things <laughs> yeah yeah and, and at that point I'm not even Lemmy I'm just Adam like yeah. we're not even gonna do this like, <laughs> you didn't shout out Montreal or anything right and then, he, and then he calls Lush and he's like he checks that I'm good and then I can come in and like hang out until everyone gets there Oh, that's amazing. And then I, I remember seeing you out there again at uh, Vendetta 2. And I, I think I interviewed you and uh, another guy from Epic Mealtime for a little uh, recap. Los, Los Globos. Yeah, yeah. That was an amazing event. Uh, that one. Hold on, I got a hair in my mouth. My beard one check. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, um, that event, it was literally 15 steps from where I was living. Wow, really? Yeah, like you go two blocks and then a staircase up and like that's where I live yeah. for eight months. Holy shit, that corner was rocking. Sorry? That corner was just fucking rocking, man, that night. Like was it was it usually like that in that area? That that is such a secret gem. Silver Lake, California. Yeah. It's like the only place you can raise a family and like go to coffee shops and have clubs. Like it's uh what can I compare it to? It's like like a really good old Montreal without the bullshit. It's a really good beaches. You know what I mean? Like oh, like yeah. The chillest vibe where you could raise a family and like there's medium income, there's a lot of You know what I mean? Like everyone lives there. Yeah, that, that was so cool. And really, and you know what? Like I spent a lot of time in that area and for them to have the event literally like I guess maybe 35 staircase and two blocks down the street oh that's special that's so cool yeah and uh, just talking to you about all this shit too I'm like all these awesome memories are popping in my head that I forgot happened like I remember like smoking the same blunt that was getting passed around with like fucking method man and I don't even smoke but that came my way I'm like I can't say no like this is like (laughs) my childhood self would slap me like (laughs) I rolled it for him oh no way well thank you I enjoyed that right good chance you know what I I only started smoking again recently oh okay I didn't smoke like like, I didn't smoke for six and a half years oh wow wow yeah and just recently I'm like you know what like to relax at the end of the night like it's probably the move and slowly got back into it and now I'm like full on like weed snob organic hooking me up with all kinds of different guys that are sending things like uh, I don't know he's got the best hookup uh, Ghost Drops is the name of the place yeah yeah shout out it's, it's cool like that he's uh, doing like all these different like uh, businesses and you got to and it's like cool that uh, I even see you like you keep moving and flowing and changing through your media life whether it's like epic meal time and now you're doing the podcast and it's really it's really cool that it just shows you're very passionate about like creating content and almost being more than a consumer or a fan or whatever you're like you're the content creator you know it's wicked i do enjoy making videos that is 100 percent and if you enjoy what you do, you're very, very uh, fortunate. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say lucky because I worked for it. I, I definitely put in the hours. But at the same time, like, there is an element of, I don't want to call it luck, but just good fortune where uh, things like Epic Meal Time, they don't happen anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they happen yeah. in general. You like, were at the right place in the right time of the YouTube dude, boom, yeah. We blew the fuck up. Like, no one blows the fuck up. Like, they, they put in 80 episodes like you, and they build a fan base, and they're passionate about what they do, and they keep doing it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Epic Meal Time, like, happened overnight, and that was a shock to everyone involved, and we had to maintain that. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually wanted to ask you about, like, 
those... It's a very weird entrance is what I was saying. It's, it's just a weird in to being creative, being a part of that. We were doing all kinds of stuff for other people. That was the first thing that we did as a group. Yeah, yeah. It was like almost like the punk rock of YouTube and cooking show. Like It's like just didn't give a fuck. And I think that's what gravitated a lot of people. And even the first time I watched one of the episodes, I didn't know you guys were Canadian. It was, uh, it was cool to learn that and then like... Somehow, like, magically, you guys fell into, like, my circle of battle rap of all things, but it was, like, YouTube love or whatever, but... We shut down an event, like, literally. Yeah, yeah. Excess, like, pause the battle rap event because we're going to film a segment for Epic Mealtime and, like, cut, start over with 700 people in the room. Yeah, I I remember that, too, and Disaster was in it, and, like, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was actually, Pesci helped conceptualize that, and, like, we were all pulling for Pesci, and then I think it was, like... Gattuck and Harley had a talk, and they're like, nah, it's going to be disaster. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, was the, that was the guy we're going to push. Like, sorry, Bash, you know? Even though, thank you for being a part of it. Yeah. You know? I want to say oh, another memory. I remember these fans in the background were so excited to be on Epic Mealtime because they were just there for battle rap. And um, during, like, when you guys kind of staged the crowd reaction, one kid punched his friend in the face. I don't know no, if you... Jerome punched himself in the face. Oh, that too. And then there was, like, somebody else <laughs> punched their friend, and they, like, premeditated it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was just... It's fucking insane. Yeah. It was a time, right? Like, you think about it now, and it's, like, it's it's gluttony, and it's, it's debauchery. It's all these things that are actually terrible. But for the time, it, yeah. was, it was something where, like, the boys are out, and if you don't have that group of boys, here you go. You get a free one every week. Yeah, yeah. And it's cooking, and it's cooking. Like, no one's cooking... At the time when we did it, and this is like the one thing like go down the history books, yeah. no one was putting out an original show. No, not no at all. Had a show. It was it was Jenna Marbles in front of her camera talking about whatever she did today. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Yeah, I, like that's what I remember from back in the day is Jenna Marbles, you guys, and like angry video game nerd, and that's it. Like and everyone was talking. We had a show. We produced. It was poor. There was bad audio, onboard audio. We didn't have mics for the first two seasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? but, but, but at the same time, like that—that that was part of it. it. Was it was just like poorly produced? It was like, yeah, what it was it? the boys making a show. They don't really know how to cook, and they don't really know how to use a camera. Yeah. And, we figured, and we figured it out. Yeah, that's like it's so charming, and even like I kind of want to talk a bit about the evolution, but I want to go back almost to do you remember the do you remember the the first one like um or around that time like I re- I remember like it was like Harley and your brother doing it for a little bit before you jumped in. Am I correct? Or? No, the first first episode, and this is something that only like friends and family have ever heard this story. Oh, okay. But, uh, the first first episode, we had this idea, all of us, and it was just time to do it. Where we're going to make this big ass pizza, and we're going to film it. We're going to put all these different burgers and fries and shit on it. Yeah. And if the video does well, like we'll do another one, kind of thing. We said like ten, twenty thousand views, we'll make another video, kind of like yeah. See if it, it pans out. So the day of like actually doing it, Harley calls me. He's like, we're going to do the pizza video. You in? I'm like, nah, I'm trying to fuck this girl. Like, <laughs> I got this girl coming over. Like, I'll, I'll call her you later. And it was like middle of the summer. I'm just like, I don't need this. Like, maybe another day. Yeah. I, I struck out. Girl leaves. I go to Harley's house. Like, they're just wrapping up. Like, they can't finish the pizza. They're all full. It's disgusting. Like, it's not the sauce boss. It's not that guy. It's like this documentary weird pizza video that we made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And... and I, I ate it. I, I was there. I wasn't on camera because they were just finishing. Mm-hmm. And that was that was my first one. And Harley called Alex Muscle's glasses and said, you want to come do this? 
and guess who ends up being muscle glasses? So that'll be my memoirs later on in life. Wow. Like, no, nah, I'm trying to get laid. Like, sorry, I'm not going to do this today. And then call Alex, who's my next door neighbor, by the way, my brother's best friend. Like, we all grew up together. <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, he, had a, he had a key to my front house. Like, when I see him, I just say, fuck you. Like, that's my buddy, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's, um, that's cool to hear. Like, and especially, like, uh, almost, like, after that first one, you guys all almost developed into all these different characters, like the evolution of Harley. It had and, to, right? Yeah. It had to. It had to become something bigger and bigger and bigger, where it became, like, a uh, an amplified version of ourselves. Yeah, almost like pro wrestling in a way. You met my brother. My brother is a university graduate. He's a journalist. Does all kinds of creative projects, and, like, he played a brain-dead dummy on the show. Yeah, and followed him. He's played that on many different shows now. But I'm saying like that was just him being like, I want to amplify that part of my personality. Like, don't talk to me. I'm in my corner eating burgers by myself. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm sure like yeah, you guys absolutely. going out in public and people noticing you and like, would you Ridiculous. would you guys try to like turn on the characters or like? At the beginning, I was I was kind of like ODB. Yeah, I was more like a, I was a I was a hindrance on some nights because I'd just be obliterated. Like yeah, a lot of it was a lot of a lot of everything. I had a girl once that would like literally just in the club like dab my sweat towel for me. Like that was her position for the night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we were assholes. We didn't know what we were doing, and we were just like over the top with it. And we thought we were rock stars, and then we go back to like our parents' basements. Yeah, that's beautiful, you know I mean? man. I love that shit so much. Like fly me out to LA. We're gonna like wreck everything and then just come home and like we're like regular ass people again it was great and no one really had an ego we were always like in the malls and people would come up and it's like it was nuts for a while man yeah that's that's beautiful like, and like I even like remember just that one night being out as uh, they filmed an episode too it's just like when the camera's off it's just like the nicest guys you know man like I like you see Harley on the, the YouTube and you expect him to be fucking just screaming at you yeah, all the time Harley was my boss for, and I never called him boss once, by the way. He was yeah. my boss for seven years. Shout out to Harley and Darren if I say anything terrible tonight. Yeah. But uh, the truth of the matter, I'd like to pour another drink, by the way. Yeah, cheers, uh, man. The truth of the matter is that, that we were all really like a tight-knit group of dudes that all grew up in the same area that like come from similar like upbringings, and we all fucking get to be this. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it evolved you know, to like yeah. sponsorships and like even like I remember you had a lot of spin-off episodes with that handle it segment, which was pretty cool. We brought in handle it just to sell a cooking set. It was supposed to be like a side thing to sell. Like we had this cooking set. It's actually in my kitchen to this day, but it's like a, like a college student. You know, it's like a, like a beginner set, let's call it, with a couple pans, a couple of, like, uh, tweezer shit. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. We did, we did that to, to sell. Handle it was to sell the cooking set, and then it actually became our second actual show. Oh, okay, okay. So, so was it, it was supposed to be, like, a one-off? Yeah, but, like, it was supposed to be, like, to start. It was, it was sell, like, we have cookbooks, we have cooking sets, we have merchandise now. Here's the show where we can kind of, like do other things with and it's affordable and you can cook it for your friends it's not uh, $700 $2,000 bullshit you know what I mean yeah definitely and uh, it's, it's it's affordable yeah yeah and it was cool like seeing that series too because like you would learn something it was almost like a contrast to a lot of your other content you know it was like right. kind of like I just came out with the vlog yeah you're getting like the inside look my favorite of all the shows that we did I mean, I love, like, Epic Gaming Time was really cool. We, we did, like, 
I think we did 80 episodes in like two weeks or something. Whoa. And like, when, when we were off, like we were out back filming more content for like the behind the scenes tricks and stuff, we got, and this is like, I don't want to sound like I'm showing off, but like, this happened. Uh, before PlayStation 4 came out, they sent us a dozen of them. Holy fuck. <laughs> with, with all the games that were out at that time. Oh man, you guys must have been he- in heaven. <laughs> right? And that was our show was... We have 12 PlayStations, come on to our show. We can get any guests we want now. So like, Freddie Wong, Hannah Hart, we had Rob Van Dam. We were supposed to have some big, big names. Like, I was supposed to play DeAndre Jordan in 2K, and he canceled. Holy so shit. We got that. we got that overprotective girlfriend to play Dave, and like, both of them like were shooting from hot court and didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was a wild uh, trip, that Epic Gaming one, because we had PlayStations that we were giving to them if they beat us in the game. Wow, wow. So the guests want this PlayStation, but the, the best part, the, like the twist, was that if we win, we're going to give our PlayStation to sick kids in the hospital, which we did. And then we tell the guest, if you beat us, you can keep it, the PlayStation that's not out yet that you want, or you can give it to sick kids in the hospital. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So they, I'm sure some of them would, like, throw the game just to, like, help. Oh, it was like they were bitter. I mean... Listen, we, we gave a lot of them to the sick kids in the hospital, and don't worry about it, but yeah. it was a very, very funny. That was a cool one. Um, the best the best show that we did is Epic House. If you're going to go watch anything, it's Epic House. Okay. Epic House was one camera guy who's a business partner of mine to this day, and he's literally in socks, sliding across the room, making it look like there's three cameras in the room. <laughs> he's taking conversations that happened in Harley's bedroom with his girlfriend from, like, three days ago and mixing it in with myself and, like, Harley's mom having a conversation downstairs, making it look like they're tapping simultaneously. Wow. It was an inside look at a production company. Yeah, and you know what? It's, like, everybody who's, like, I I don't know, that makes my heart warm just hearing, like, little, like, shit like that, too, because I'm a videographer myself, too, and you just think of, like, all, like, the things you do to make shit look like you have more money than you actually have. So, so imagine, imagine this one, okay? Imagine yeah. coming to work, and, like, I get paid, okay? I'm, I'm not rolling in it, but I get paid, so I'm coming in on a regular Wednesday. Yeah. I walk into Harley's house, because we always worked at a... Harley would, would rent a huge, big house, and we'd wreck it, and then they'd kick us out, and then we'd get another house. <laughs> so pretty much, like, every two years, you'd see Epic Mealtime had a new kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> the owners of that place are like, get the fuck out of here, you're killing all of our appliances. <laughs> so, what would happen is, and during that time where we, we were filming Epic House, I would walk into work, and yeah. right away, there'd be a camera, and another guy handing me a microphone to start my day. Wow. And I'd have to, like, put my microphone on myself, and then go to my desk downstairs in the basement of Harley's house with a couple other editors, and start working. And if the camera comes downstairs, you better be fucking on. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so part of my day was literally to, like, wait for the camera so that I can say, like, my two, three hype lines, and then, like, okay, I'm done for the day. I can take my mic. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let me work. Yeah, it was, it it was, it's cool content, but did you feel like you were getting, like, overly exhausted almost doing that kind of work schedule? Never, never. The only time I ever felt like, like, I mean, obviously the 12, 14 hour shoots, the the days where we did three in a day, like, yeah, of course you're exhausted, but it's good kind of exhausted. Um, No, I, I think, I think the only time was Bud Light. Oh, okay. We did a video for them uh, during the Super Bowl. They brought us on a cruise ship in New York. It was ridiculous. And I remember Dave and myself, Dave was the lead editor, and we stayed up for like two days straight editing because we had to turn it over for Monday so that they can air it. Whoa. Like we filmed this. We filmed it Friday, Saturday. 
Yeah. And then Sunday and like all day Monday or whatever. It was, it was it was Saturday night into Sunday and then deliver it Monday morning. Oh yeah. They're so peeling off, they're peeling off the Bud Light stuff from the Super Bowl because it's a cruise ship, and we're upstairs like still editing, like trying to get the Wi-Fi so we could send it to the client. Oh shit! Like so, no sleep. But on paper, it looks awesome. Oh yeah, we're gonna film in a cruise ship, but then <laughs> little no, two people. Was, know. You know what the, the real shit is? And here, here's my first diss to the boys: is uh, Dave and I were the editors, so Dave hires a color correction guy and a sound guy because we just want time to do anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And like we got these dudes like staying in our room, and the other guys on the show, they're cool. Like they don't have to edit. So there's a Playboy party tonight. Run DMC is performing. Uh, I mean, like, fuck. You know, one of them comes into my room before they're leaving. They're all like slick, and they're like, "Yo, you want a coffee or something?" I'm like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's like just extra torture on like your work. Right? You know. Oh man. Just yeah, knowing that, like, with Run DMC. No, no, no. You're staying in a sweaty hotel room with some dude that smells like like uh, cotton balls. Yeah. yeah, if if I was the editor on that one, I would have fucked up. I've, it's too many temptations everywhere. <laughs> but the video was amazing. Yeah, it yeah, was amazing. It turned out great. They were happy. That was the best part. Was when we finished it and like client gets delivered. I don't think we ever had a beef with anyone ever with that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and actually, I wanted to ask like with all these different episodes, like I've seen you guys make some of the most fucking ridiculous like concoctions of fast food and just meat I've ever seen in my life. What happens with the leftovers? It depends where we are. Oh, okay. Um, like in in uh, Los Angeles, you're allowed to donate a portion. Oh, okay. Right? Like if it's yeah. not fully like cooked, you can't obviously. But, yeah. Uh, in in Canada, it has to be bagged. It has to be sealed. Otherwise, you can't give it away. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, when I'm I sure mean, even like some of it's like so overwhelming, where like there's times where you just gotta throw yeah, it out. You, know, you, you pick at it, like yeah. uh, Amir and I. We called it rat load. That was like our thing back in the day, and I mean. There's to be weeks where you don't spend a dollar on food because there's just Tupperware after Tupperware of shit. Yeah, yeah. There's other stuff that's like just not salvageable. It's a cost of, uh, it's an expensive production, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. That happens too. I mean, there's been times where we had to fake it and like the front side looked great and the back side looked like shit. Like, those happen. So, like, yeah, we're throwing away half of it, but. They're mm-hmm. still baking for the next week for like twelve people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like some of bacon now, and it's work. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so interesting. Yeah, and it's like, um, is there like one in mind where you're like, this is like the craziest shit we've done, or something we made, or because there's there's just so many. I know that's probably a hard question, like, dude. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger twice. That was pretty damn cool. Oh he yeah! Knows him twice, like the second time he knows your name because he's that kind of guy. Like, oh fuck, that's that sick. Good, you know, yeah. he's hitting on my friend's wife, and like <laughs> we, we look at him and we're like, Arnold, you're hitting on his wife. He's like, and you're gonna stop me? <laughs> I'm fucking <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> yeah, like you're all fucking drugs, nigga. Fuck my wife. Okay. Oh man, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, James Franco, Seth Rogen was another one that was blew my mind. They told us before. They warned. Us. Yeah. That James Franco likes like like people that aren't regular. Like he'll leech on to people like like myself or Amir who are just like different, let's call it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So so it happened and it happened really quickly where like we're filming and, and I'm I'm the sole cameraman for that episode and uh we're get to the end of it and James Franco's time to take a bite and he's like, I'm not eating this. I'm like James, like I'm kinda directing, but like you can't direct James Franco. It's just like dude, like 
we kind of need you to take a bite. And he looked at me, he's like, you're going to take a bite? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll take a bite. <laughs> that's that's like, beautiful. Right? I go like, cool, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the shoot ends and like, we're just chilling. And I asked Seth Rogen if I can get a picture. Yeah. And Franco overhears this. He's not even like, like he's close, but he's not in that. And he looks back and he's like, you don't want me in your picture? Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, I'm like James, I go jump in the fucking picture, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's great. He's like wanting to I be your like, best like friend. Me or fuck me. Like, I wasn't sure if he was like down or not, yeah. but it was hilarious. Like every interaction. Like, uh, Amir, Amir is a very like in-your-face guy. Uh, when, when he talks to you and you're not ready for him, it could be overwhelming. He'll get like really close and he'll ask you a bunch of questions right away. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and he did that. He asked James like three, four questions in a row about like Christmas and then, well, sorry, Halloween and what would you go out as? And it was like five in a row. And he looks at me and he's like, is this guy for real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 100%. Like, this, like this, is, this is unique, I called him. Yeah. I'm like, this is unique. He's like, and save me, let me. Watch, <laughs> if you go watch, uh, what's it called? This is the end? Yeah, yeah. The character that James Franco plays is Amir. He stole it. Oh my God! That hundred percent stole it. <laughs> That's I'm sure he has other people in his life that are similar, but it was soon after, and I know the kind of guy like he took that. That's that's another little like we had a couple like that. We had. We that's had, fucking uh, incredible. Leno. Yeah. Right here, no, this one's even crazier. We had Jay two. I can give you actually. We yeah. Jay Leno. Um, and Harley going to a McDonald's drive-thru in like a 1940s Cadillac or something, like something stupid. Yeah, I think and I remember watching that one too. So Harley, Harley said something about uh, Fast and the Furious. Uh, what's the guy, R.I.P., what's his name who died? Um, uh, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. So they're fighting over who gets to be Paul Walker and who gets to be Vin Diesel, Jay Leno and Harley. That was like the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be Paul Walker, I want to be Vin Diesel. Like that was the joke. The next day, rest in peace. Paul Walker dies in the crash. Jay Leno's people have to call us and be like, yo, you can't use that joke. Like, it's bad. Look, obviously, we didn't use it. But that footage was the day before it happened. Whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they jumped right yeah. on that. It's like, no, no, no. We did a 100-pound no. Big Mac, and we did this crazy intro about how, like, it was stolen from a recipe from Nazi Germany. And, like, we used a bunch of clips from the Internet. It's one of my favorite intros we ever did. And the next day, the guy who invented the Big Mac died. Whoa, the epic mealtime curse, man. Curse, right? <laughs> yeah, we wow. The, double, the, the death of the double kill, which was like the double down from KFC. We did a, like a disgusting one, like a third episode or second episode. Yeah. And they took it off the menu like two weeks later. And that was early. Whoa. Yeah, because I guess you guys like shed like a light on it, like how gross it is. It's disgusting. Wow. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's so cool. It's like you, it, and it's crazy, like um, how much fun you guys are having. But it's just like these things just turn into like you guys are like the craziest influencers from. Just, you can't do it forever, right? Like good for yeah. Harley that he's still going, but like for me, for Tyler, for for Alex, and I want to speak on their behalf or, or anyone. But I mean, it just it doesn't last forever. Nothing does. Yeah, after yeah. six, seven years, like it was time. These guys are are doing their thing good for them I have no hard feelings with anyone in the planet you know what I mean yeah yeah and hats off for them like with that longevity and everything it's cool and it's like always forever entertaining you know and um and like you said I catch myself going back I I sometimes depending on how many drinks I have in me sometimes I end up on epic meal time yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like fuck I miss this shit (laughs) yeah I said dude it was a fucking trip yeah I got to do it with my closest friends guys that I'm still like like these are my brothers literally (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, that's that's so awesome. And like you said, like everything's not forever. But I noticed you were into podcasting now with um, I keep I think see- everyone in their 30s podcast. I think that's just part of it, right? Yeah, definitely. But you, you <laughs> like uh, I seen some clips of the moment of truth. And so I'll tell you what that is. Yeah. That's the same guy that I spoke about that did uh, Epic House. Okay. It's Brian Finley is one of my closest friends, and he has a company called Mocor, and I work closely with them, and they put Bless and I together. It's actually crazy because I've probably done 150, 200 shows in Montreal, like produced shows, DJed, uh, hosted, and I never met Bless, because Bless was in fancy clubs, and he's like on a different level than me. I was in like the grimy hip-hop clubs he was doing that at 16. Oh, wow. I was, yeah, doing yeah. That, I was doing that well into my like, late 20s. Yeah. So, like, it was very different uh, upbringings, but during the same time, we have a lot of places that we were in the same room, we just never spoke. Oh. Um, but, but these MoCore guys put us together. I don't know if you know who Bless is, like, just so we're clear. Bless is Montreal MC. He was the first to, like, go outside of Montreal and actually make something of himself. He was signed to Guru's label. He toured with Brett Durst. He was in the uh, uh, Def Jam video game. He's one of the characters. Oh, is he? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like he, 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 he's had some very good successes in hip hop, and he's like an OG in the city. He's definitely like one of the more respected dudes as far as just done it all, said it all, been there, done it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so these Mocor guys who I've known for years put. Bless and I together in a room at a bar on the carry. I don't know if you've been to Montreal, but just like a, like a regular ass bar. Yeah. And we start to talking and we get to like each other and ends up at a strip club and we're drinking, we're having a good time. And next thing you know, we're filming podcasts. Ah, oh, that's wicked. Uh, right? They're housing the podcast. Mocor takes care of all of our social media. They do all the filming. I have a little button that I press to do live so I can switch from the guest to bless. It took us a while to figure out our format, but now that we know it, it's blessed talking to a guest, and I'm there just to reel it back in, give my two cents, kind of just like uh, produce the show, but live. Yeah, that's sick. That's almost like reminds me of a like kind of a Brian Redband with Joe Rogan similar, experience. Yeah, similar, yeah. Similar kind of deal, and uh, Bless invites his friends, and he has some really cool fucking friends, people that do a lot of really like, uh, – the guy who, who started Empire Skate Shop, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like legends. That, that was our, right? Uh, uh, Carlos is one of Bless's closest friends. He, he uh, His record label is the record label for Loud, who just sold out the Bell Center two nights in a row. Oh, holy shit. You know, uh, Corey Shapiro from Vintage Frames was on. Uh, Tommy Cruz was on. These are, like, good names in the city, and Montreal's not Toronto. It's like, there's only a certain amount that are on that level, and we're... We're running through them quickly. We're going to be in Toronto soon. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, if you next time you're out this way, I want to buy you a beer in person. But respect, hundred percent. Yeah, but I'll um, pop into one of your comedy shows. You won't even know. I'll be in the back. Fuck yeah! But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, actually, before I started talking to you, I was uh, clicking on a couple of clips, and uh, I heard you guys. You were talking about the Montreal scene, and almost talking about or like kind of shedding light on like people should walk your own path and that's been like a constant theme in my show like uh you almost like like i don't know the montreal scene but you kind of touched on like people are like trying to wait for like a drake situation or whatever right. yeah you, is it- we, have, we have very different uh opinions bless and i and i like when we get into fights and he doesn't agree with me i find like that makes a better show it makes better content i, I wish we fought more because we agree on a lot yeah but for me i mean 
as far as like the Drake model, quote unquote, it's it's do your thing for 10, 15 years, and then like the city rises up because of it, right? Yeah, definitely, and I believe that. That's what he did. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he like put the city on his back and said like everyone's going to be a star. No, you you saw the Tory Lanez's and you saw the uh, what's his name that that sounds like a little like gremlin. Fuck, I love his name. What's his name? Is it a Canadian guy? In Toronto, what's his name? Uh, Toronto Grammar. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I, I can't. I remember, he's got, that, he's got that voice that, like, you can't put your windows down and, like, actually listen to it. You gotta leave your windows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, like, embarrassed. Uh, I forget his name. Anyways, yeah. the thing, like, there's, there's a bunch of guys from Toronto that are, like, on, and they're, they're big time at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's because one guy broke the mold. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Montreal, and then Les was like, we need, we need an Atlanta where there's, like, 15 that come up. Like, yeah, right. I mean, I didn't agree with that, and I, I, I don't want to fight him on camera, but I definitely said, like, nah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What, what is the move? Like, how does, how does uh, Montreal make it? It's, it's a quarter of the size of Toronto. It's a bilingual city, so you're taking 50% right off the bat that, like, don't really care. I mean... There's no industry here. There's, there's yeah. no Sony's. There's no YouTube. There's no head offices here. That's not what it is. This is this is a great city. Mm-hmm. If you want to be creative, if you want to meet other artists, if you want to make a project, whether it's uh, creative uh, painting or, or any type of uh, visual arts, you can do that here. There's there's places. There's grants. There's all these amazing spaces. And once you have the product, now it's like get online. Get to Toronto, get to Vancouver, get to New York, get to LA. Like those are you have to. Yeah, it's it's interesting how that works. It especially like I go to Montreal and I see the art around there, and it just there's like a more authentic feeling to it. Yeah, but that's that's what it is. Like I love Toronto. I I lived in Toronto for a year. I I lived in Kingston, Ontario, for a year. Like I know small town, I know big town, and like Toronto's mini New York. It's like depending on what pocket you are, and if you live in that pocket, you feel like you're at home. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, you don't feel like you're at home in the city. Yeah, yeah. Like it's too big of a city to feel like unless you're like I don't know uh, uh, Cardinal Official. Yeah. Feel like the city's yours. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's like our mascot. You know. Well, actually, the homie and like the most like straight edge dude in our entire clique made friends with Cardi at a party once, and like we saw him a couple months later, and he ran up to our boy cousin Dave and yeah. gave him the biggest hug. And this is like the most straightest. Like he brings his wife with him everywhere he goes. Like this is the oh. guy that's gonna be friends with Cardinal and like. Him and Cardi. <laughs> I just, a side note. I just love shit like that. By the way, though, <laughs> like just like the the unknown, like popping off like that, and also like yeah, almost re- relating to your like your story with like James Franco just gravitating to you. I was just like smiling the whole time. Just, like, oh, of course, ridiculous. yeah, right, yeah. You, but that's, that's what it is. It's just like like it's it's, it's uh, being able to just let your guard down and be like, okay, whatever happens, happens here, because like yeah, yeah, you're in the presence of like a guy of really iconic moment you know it take it in yeah, yeah, but I think that that's that's something about your energy, Lemmy. Because I, I remember like seeing you at all these like crazy battle rap shows, and sometimes like oh, there's there's a lot of intense people, performers around. And I remember sometimes I I start feeling mentally exhausted, and I'd see you like backstage or something. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna like almost unconsciously just go to you and start talking to you because it's just like it's like a soothing type of uh, presence you have. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and I, I, I really do. Yeah, I always. I always had such a good time being at live events 
being on set, being places where the pressure is high, but you have to perform. Yeah. Like, my entire life, and this is the thing, like if my back's against the wall and I gotta fight, I'm knocking somebody, like, someone out. Yeah. You can't, you can't get me at my best unless it's like pressure. Man, I feel the same, man. And even like, um, me jumping into this comedy world too I'm like not great at it I'm pretty like hit or miss but it's almost I think I gravitate towards it because I have that feeling like it feels like almost like in the video show production life I kind of got comfy with that and I needed to find something to make myself uncomfortable and I feel like it helps me grow in ways that you don't even know until you start doing it it's like crazy like it's therapeutic. Yeah, if, yeah. If I could be on, I just burp, but if I could be on set every day, mm-hmm. my life's a breeze. Like, I, I don't work anymore. So, yeah. I, mean, I love editing, don't get me wrong. And, like, I edit a lot, but I, I would much rather be on set where I'm helping 15 people do 20 things that day plus doing my job. Yeah, yeah, because it's and just, I mean, like, like, second nature to you now. It's like, you go, and like, I've been on set with people, like, we did a, uh, Mocor, the guys that I work with, we did a, a, a commercial for a, a jewelry company for the UFC, and it was gonna air during one of those UFC events, it was actually a Toronto event, the last one that was in Toronto. Oh, wow. So, I, yeah, I filmed this commercial, and I was just, I was part of the staff, I worked with these guys closely, and two people came up to me that day, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, and they're like, you're a fucking animal, like, you don't <laughs> stop, and I'm like, I only know on or off. Like, there's, I've never been good with gray areas. I've never been good in, like, the middle. If I'm not pushing myself, I'm not good at it. And, like, I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I edit I edit now and uh, I freelance. So I do a couple things. Like, uh, I have a couple channels that pay me to do actual videos, like, online clip videos, stuff like that. And the guy who does this, that, like, like actually full time and, like, got me in with this, he's like, yo, like, you just give me the same thing every time. And I'm like, because that's all I'm going to do until I'm challenged. Mm, I, I, yeah. I start off and like I always end up plateauing when it's comfort and then I got to like motivate myself again. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's probably why you've done so many different diverse projects and I feel right. you, man. I'm the same personality in a way and like you just kind of like broke down something about myself that like I didn't even I don't even like think of uh, even even like consuming I mean yeah when when I first started working with King of the Dot like I was sober 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 and then slowly but surely I was like more comfortable because when Epic Mealtime started I was like I was really on a level yeah. to the point where like they kicked me off the set <laughs> and, and they, they told me don't come back for a couple of weeks like I went to Toronto and lived with my uncle for like two months oh, wow. like I was I, like I run our tested like I, I went into the fans and started punching kind of thing oh holy fuck so, like yeah no Harley had to talk to me and say listen like if it was anyone else like they're never coming back because it's you like just fuck off for a couple of weeks yeah yeah and, and that was early in the game we were not going to get into too much detail but mm-hmm. um the lesson learned there was like you either like get yourself in line or you're gonna lose an opportunity so I shut it all down I didn't smoke I didn't drink smoke cigarettes which is dumb but I didn't smoke I didn't drink for like a year maybe a year and a half like nothing yeah yeah and got my shit together like when we first started having up and I didn't have a job Harley used to pay me 150 bucks to sit on the couch and play 2k and scream some shit and then he'd use it in his monologues Whoa, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's what it was. And yeah. then after that whole wake up, smell the coffee, smell the roses, like that whole thing, then it was like, okay, now I got to grab the camera and I got to edit and I got to do something because otherwise I'm going to blow an opportunity here. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful that you were like self 
aware enough to like kind of like look at the whole uh, situation. Shout out to Dave and Josh and my brother because yeah. they sat me down intervention style and said you're literally pale in the skin and like you don't eat and you're living on hashish and, and Appleton. Yeah, <laughs> shit. That's scary. You're not gonna like survive much longer. Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, you turn it around and look at turn you. Turn it around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just... King of the Dot gave me those opportunities because now that I caught the bug, I want to actually be on camera. I want to film stuff. I want to edit stuff. And Harley's like, we're like way ahead. Like, nah. Like, you don't get to grab the camera. Someone already's grabbing the camera. Like, no. Yeah, So yeah. King of the Dot was almost like my NBBL minor league shit where I was like, these guys are giving me an opportunity to get better. And like, it's not even on their main channel. They don't really care about this. I'm kind of helping them with content. Everything's working out in my favor here. Yeah. And slowly but surely, my comfort on camera, I started doing interviews with Pesci. You know what I mean? Like we, we started, you remember those ridiculous, uh, what was it called? Hot Minutes? Yeah, yeah. And you'd like sit down and you have like kind of like uh, the mockumentary stuff. Right? I mean, yeah. it, was, it was Pesci and I, we'd write questions that we knew that the people didn't know the answers to, and we just bother people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's, what's Jeru the Damager's third studio album called? Yeah, and then they're those just like, what the fuck? Like, those segments were so funny. I I, <sighs> I actually, like, kind of miss that silliness to it. Like, I feel like um, a lot of them... The voiceover one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember... Uh, voiceover parody? Yeah, yeah, you those guys... were big for a while, and Tyler and I wrote those and edited those. Those were fun. Actually, I remember seeing you guys film around, and I didn't want to be in the voiceover thing, because you guys were just making, like, people say the most ridiculous shit. And oh, I was... We killed Laura. We killed Laura Tarzi. That was just the Laura I haven't spoken to in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We gave her this, like, monster voice, because we knew it would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and she was, like, the battle rap sweetheart. Like, you know, was... Oh, so good. Oh, uh, so good. Dude, good. Those, those times were some of my favorite times of my life. Like, those King of the Dot events, the earlier ones, were unfucking real Just being there and being in the presence of these dudes, and, like, I was a fan, like, a full-on, like, I remember at the disaster Mass Hopper one, like, I remember fully fanning out, knowing that I don't need to be there to film. I'm going out, I'm paying my money, like or organic lush, whoever they put me on guest list. No, 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 no. Yeah, I yeah. A paid customer that time. I was, I was having a great time with Smokey the DJ. I was standing next to Awkward. We're having a fun time. Like this was, this was me vibing out, being a fan at those events, and it was unfucking real. Yeah. Until I, I took pictures outside with dude, like. These are the same guys that I'm doing interviews with on camera that I'm like, yo, can I get a picture? Yeah, but and then... I going up to, I remember going up to Diz and Math together. They were very close by to each other. And I'm like, if I can get a picture of these two... Yeah. Like, this, is a, this is a big picture because who knows what's happening. And you can feel the tension mm-hmm. at that event already. Like, outside, it wasn't pleasant. It was like... And, and you've been to those Los Globos events, like, like I'm letting the rabbit out of the hat here, but we policed ourselves. Like, yeah. there's no real security there. Like... There was a couple of dudes that like wrecked a couple of neighborhoods, and that's the security, you know. And like everyone knew that. Yeah, so and with that match, it's, it's like gonna pop off. Like yeah. it's gonna pop off, pop off. Like it could get really bad here, like quickly. Yeah, and that was. I asked. I asked for a picture with Matt and Diz. They both told me to fuck off. It was very funny. Yeah, it was like almost like too real the beef in between them. <laughs> Where like I think I think almost any other battle, if you did that, the battlers would be like, oh yeah, sure. But that night was something else. No, this showed up with a this showed up with a football team. Hoffa standing at the other side. They're like kind of close to each other. I look at them both. It was probably the first time that they caught each other's eye the whole time, and like they both said no, and it was like a moment. 
Yeah. I felt it. Like I'm like I'm like this is this is not nice. Yeah. This is not two guys that are here to like put on like an exhibition. This is Rocky and uh, sorry Apollo and. Uh, Drago. Yeah, it's, yeah. As much as like a lot of like battle rappers play characters and stuff, like that evening, that was, that was real. Cool. That was real as fuck, man. And yeah, we all seen what happened. And, and I don't, I don't want to shed too much light on like the negative stuff that happens. But um, no, exactly. But yeah. it, was, it was wild. I I know that I lived two blocks away. I remember giving awkward like a big piece because we were standing right next to each other. Yeah, I ran out the door. Like I'm like I'm not getting shot. Like forget this. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. And I'm and out I'm. Here. And I, they did a great job of recovering because that was a one-time thing and that was years and years of... I'm on Diz's side. Like, I'll abuse him online on Twitter if you go back and check. And he wanted the battle. It's just, battle me in, in L.A. And it happened and that happened and it is what it is. Yeah. That's part of, that's part of the culture now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like on the other side of the coin... I've had nights with King of the Dot where it was the happiest, most fun fucking energy, especially those excess days, too. And even, oh like, people watch it on the YouTube, and they maybe who excess are not part of the scene, out. they think How it's... good was excess? Oh, man. It was the perfect venue. It was basically, like, a fucking battle rap arena, you know? Right. Perfect size. The upstairs was great. I wish it was a little more soundproof, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, um, man. I'll tell you something really embarrassing. I got a good one for your listeners here. If they're still listening, I've been blabbing for hours now. Um, oh, I'm sure they're I'm loving the only... this week. Okay, so so I showed up once, and uh, Notes, who's like the homie, and I love Notes. Yeah. He sees me pull up, and I, I used to drive like a big old Cadillac, and we had Pesci's merch in the back, and like it was a spectacle, you know? Mm-hmm. You show up, and it's like, it's a show. Yeah. So we show up in the front of the venue, and Notes is there, and he puts a bottle of Hennessy in Pesci's merchandise right away. I see it, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a bottle in there, and like, now I'm going to know he's going to hook me up. But like, right away, like, it's already scam time, right? Yeah. So we start, we start moving things around, and me, who, like, I'm ready for anything, so I have different things on me at this point. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got caught at the door, and normally, like, go through, go through, no worries. Uh, a female security guard caught uh, a couple pills of ecstasy. Oh, out of Viagra. Oh, shit. And she's like, and she looked at me, she's like, really? At a rap battle, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to take this and we're both not going to talk about it. And I'm like, cool, she knew me. Yeah, she 3 would you right there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It was fucking bad. Yeah. I put it at like, the bottom of my cigarette pack. She lifted it up because she knew. Yeah. <laughs> and she got me. She got, she got my fucking battle rap Viagra. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I, I remember the security there too. Like, a lot of the guys were cool, but I think I'm thinking of the same chick though. But like, you walk up to the five year old, like bigger black woman. She didn't like me. Yeah. But, like I was always like show that, and you know, you know my personality. I'm friends with everyone. I make sure anyone in like a position of power, I want them to just know who I am. That I'm not a threat to you in any way. If anything, I'm on your side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want any. I don't want confrontation. And not only that, I don't like authority. So I just display like the the few the situation before there is a situation because right away they're going to judge me based on my appearance I know that mm-hmm. yeah. so like I'm extra I'm extra like when I see a security guard anywhere like I look them in the eyes I'm like thank you yeah yeah I don't even know why I'm thanking them I just I thank them yeah it's yeah. smart it's smart like I don't want any trouble ever yeah you're not that kind of like energy you know no why Why do anything negative like I remember once like I was I was I got pulled over for smoking a joint with a couple buddies and like one of my guys like was just aggressive 
Mm, and I'm yeah. like, fuck, dude, like, to the cops, and, like, we're going to go to jail, like, we're, we're kids. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, like, being cool with the cops, being like, don't worry about my friend, don't worry about my friend, and he's making more mad because, like, I'm on their side now. Yeah, yeah. The cops, told me, the cops told me out of the car, and they're like, yo, like, your buddy, like, and I'm like, I know, I'm like, fuck. And they're like, listen, like, I see, like, you're a good guy. These are the cops now, they're selling me, and I'm, I come from a sales background, like, mm-hmm. I, have, I have 12 years of sales before all this production shit, and the cops are like, listen, like, if you ever want to come down to the station, you know something, we'll pay you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, well, here. And I pull out a business card. I'm like, I work at Code Fair 2 in the mall. I'm like, at Rogers. I'm yeah. like, if you need a cell phone, come holler at me. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <We're good>. yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to worry about. You call me smoking a joint. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. But like, they're like, you want to come switch? And I'm like, you want a cell phone? We're in the same. That's your business. That's my business. Like, yeah. Smart way to handle that, too. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. I just remember that one. I don't know why it came up, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, just talking about authority, too, and, like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Right. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice to everybody, and you win. The other day, I'm coming home from my brother's house, and uh, I get stopped. I, I ran... I, there was a, a left light that went red right after I went through the light, the intersection. Yeah. And the cop <laughs> pulls me over. I'm literally two buildings away from my, my condo. Like, I can see it, like, it's it's a, a one-minute run. And yeah. the cops pull me over, the lights are on, and then I have a second car because it's late, it's probably around, like, 1 o'clock. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in full fake panic mode, but, like, funny to the police officer, <laughs> telling her that I really got a shit officer. Yeah. I got a shit so badly that I ran that light, I know I did, I'm like, but I'm going to shit my pants, so can I just run to my place, give me whatever ticket you want, and I'll come back out and accept my penalty. And she's like, let me go look at your thing. I'm like, officer, it's really, she goes, shut up. Like, let me go look at your, she checks me out. She gives me back my ID, says, go shit. Have a good night. Oh, that's so, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for everyone, like, it's a good panic. You got to act. Yeah, yeah. You got to be in like, like full on, like, officer, I got a shit. Yeah, it's it's usually you hear the story. It's like, oh, I'm she's having a baby. That's why we're speeding and going through red lights. It's like, no, I just got a shit. <laughs> you know? I got a shit. And it's coming out, and like you're gonna be the culprit. You're gonna be a car wash here. Like, no, I, I would never say that, but do you know what I mean? Like, it was just it was calculated. It was carefully planned. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, a liar. I yeah. did go home and I probably relieved myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, I make sure to tell white lies where, like, I can't come because, like, my grandma's over. Yeah, my grandma was over last Tuesday. <laughs> but I, I didn't lie there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. But, I don't know, you, you got a certain way with people, too. And I think that also, like, coincides with you excelling in production and working oh, with celebrities, too. Because Dude, you, I you're wish j- I was excelling. Really? Like I like you you're just fucking like you've been on all these adventures with all these uh different like celebrities too and I think just like being chill like no matter how big of a fan you are and just being fun like You want a good one? You yeah. Remind me. I got I got a good one. Yeah, always. Um, this is this is like the one. This is the one that like did it for me. So yeah. when you're in these uh these circles where like for example we were filming with Rob Deerdeck. Okay. Right. I'm yeah. name dropping Rob Deerdeck, who <laughs> took a liking to Harley, and like we're on a set with Rob Deerdeck. And normally, when you show up, and like I'm there as like Harley's entourage, I have no business being there other than the fact that I work with Harley and the fact that I, I do these cool events. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So normally, normally you stay in your corner. 
you stay with your crew, and if it's like a big open room, you have like all the celebrities in their different areas, and then you have people with clipboards that come and ask you things and bring you places. There's not a lot of like mingling between crews, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So on this day with Rob Deerdeck, we're filming for his, sorry, Rob Deerdeck invited us to someone else's show that happened to be Shaq's show. That's why I was there. <laughs> Holy fuck. It was a Shaq show, because I wanted to save Shaq for like the, the reveal, but I ruined it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> So Rob Deerdeck's in his corner, Harley and I, and like maybe one or two other people are in like our corner, and Shaq's in the middle of this cafeteria with one other dude eating breakfast. And that's wild, because I know how big of an NBA fan you are as well. Like Shaq's my favorite player ever. Like, yeah. I would say he's number one, if not like 1.1 on my list of like who I would want to hang out with. Like, I just, I love the big fella, like, I'm not even a, like a Lakers fan or a Magic fan or a Heat fan, but anywhere Shaq went, that was my guy. Yeah, yeah. I just like that unstoppable, dominant, friendly guy. He was amazing. Yeah. I loved Magic before him, you know? Like, anyway, so Shaq's in this cafeteria with one of his boys who I've noticed, like, I know Shaq, like, from following him on Instagram and shit. This is, like, a guy that's always around. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, these are, like, two homies that are sitting there having breakfast. I'm like, fuck this. I look at Harley. I'm like, I'm out. And I just walk over to Shaq. I give him, like, a, like a, hey, what's up? And yeah. I sit down and pull up a chair. Oh yeah. So so what what did what did Shaq do? I'm sitting there with I'm sitting there with like my my idol, like childhood idol, and we're talking like it's NBA on TNT. I'm like, shit, man, the Celtics just traded Paul Pierce. Can you believe that? <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, dude, I never thought in a million years that would happen. And that was how the conversation. It was like 20 minutes of that. Oh, that's just, so like, cool. Shooting the shit with Shaq while he's eating and like talking basketball. Yeah, I feel like there's like a lot of power to not. Like being overly fanboy and just kind of being playing it cool and just moving around right. and like because he's gonna like he's pro- he's probably used to everybody just going up selfie 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 and then you come up to no, him and you just can, you can. no like, no yeah I, I, and you can't be a fanboy like especially if like you want to work with these people like yes yes I I, I used to I uh, Tony Hawk was like our boy Tony <laughs> Hawk would show up and like hang out like I used to like by mistake call him Tiger. Yeah, like Tiger Woods because I like tagged Tiger Woods in a picture of me and him. You know I mean? like, <laughs> That's wild. Like, like, yeah. Tony Hawk once showed up to like one of the filmings we did. We did like three episodes with Tony Hawk. He was so down, and he bring his kids. Like it was a really cool. Like so, Tony Hawk shows up on a skateboard once yeah. at Harley's house in LA, and it's a skateboard that he won the fucking X Games with, and he gives it to us. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's literally sitting at Harley's house like on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Tony Hawk's. Like this board is priceless. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Like, I, I actually have skated on that board, fucking around. I can't skate for shit, and like <laughs> fell off that board before. Oh, you have to. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It, like has powers, like Thor's hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, yeah. it was ridiculous. So just to put it on like into perspective, like if Tony Hawk's giving you his skateboard from the X Games, you better be a chill motherfucker, otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. we usually have a panic attack. We had we had the trailer park boys show up at our house. Full character. Ricky Julian, Bubbles and Randy show up out of a minivan into the house I'm living in in, in Somar, California to film an episode and we have twelve hours with the trailer park boys getting shit they smoking hash the whole time. <laughs> Holy fuck. And like so so they were in character you said, right? 
and, and like sometimes they jump out of it and you don't even know, you know, like Randy near the end, like he was really drunk, puts his arm around me. I'm like, Randy, stop being gay. And yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, this is just like, this dude that's actually like just filthy drunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, it's just, it's so cool. Like, uh, just like all hearing all your adventures and stuff like that. Oh, and it's ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I know you, you probably have like endless amounts of them too, but, uh, Maybe this could be a first of a couple episodes of you. I got and, one more for you. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do, dive in. Finale. Yeah, yeah. Finale. We're, at, we're at King of the Dot. Yeah. And I know that my buddy Joel is a big fan of King of the Dot. Okay. So I get okay. up Harley, and, and I'm like, Harley, give me Joel's number. And he's like, what? And he doesn't want to because like, it's, a, it's a guy. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And he gives me the number. I text him. I'm like, I'm at the event. Gaddick knows. Tell me when you're going to be here. I'll come out the back door. I'll let you in. You're not going to be on camera. We're not going to introduce you. Just come hang out. Yeah, yeah. Dead mouse. Oh shit! Yeah. Dead mouse made shoddy horror that night. They end up doing an album together. Like, thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Last one. Last one. Last one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, outside uh, Battle of the Bay in Oakland, and yeah. uh, the guy comes up to me during one of the smoke breaks. Says, "My wife like just let me come here. It's my first battle rap event. You guys are so chill. Everyone's so inviting." I'm like, "Dude, don't tell me that. Tell the guy right next to me." And it's Gaddick. I just introduced Gannick to Nakaya, who does the Massachusetts event. Wow, you so people people at home like yeah, so people at home who don't like follow battle rap. Uh, I know some people li- who watch battle rap listen to the show, but uh, that's that's two major moments with Shoddy's music career and just battle rap itself with like just yeah. growing to Boston. Dude, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look at you, low key pioneer. <laughs> right? I, I never tell anyone those kind of things because I'm humble. It's just, you got me hyped because I'm telling all the stories tonight. So. Yeah, yeah. No, this. Those are, those are the two that just hit me right now. I'm like, let me get some two good ones up. This is fun. Actually, the, that night you brought Dead Mouse, um, I remember he was chilling like a little earlier in the day where all us camera guys were and um yeah. i've only knew him from like music videos with the mouse head or whatever and I, cool guy. yeah amazing i sat down beside him so um i asked him uh, um uh, oh are you like i didn't know who he was so i was like hey are you doing like uh, any like production tonight and he's like no i'm just shoddy's friend and we had like a good like 40 minute conversation and somebody Probably came up to me later on and were, was like Oh, so how's Dead Mouse? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's like the, the, the guy with the tattoos. You're like, you fucking idiot. You were talking to him. <laughs> but I think that might have been like almost like your James Franco story where he just kind of like gravitated to me because I wasn't being like a fanboy or whatever. It was it was an awesome moment. And thank you for that. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't know he was there earlier in the day because I knew that he wanted to come out. And I didn't have a way to get in touch with him. Oh, okay, okay. This was this was at an opera house one. Opera house. He didn't want to be on camera. He didn't want to. Like, yeah, yeah. Produce. And I remember like choreographing him showing up so that like he could just walk into the basement and not have to like go through all that bullshit. Ah, uh, yeah. And I didn't know he was there earlier in the day. Like. Yeah, at, at least I think that's what my memory is doing. It might have been later, but I remember we haven't start the actual show yet or something like that. Very fair, very fair. Honestly, like most of those are blurs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple. Um, you want to wrap this up, or we're gonna keep going? Um, I think uh, yeah. I usually keep it around an hour. We went. Um, it's probably close to yeah. It's an hour and five minutes now. 
but Lemmy, man, like I feel like I can talk to you forever. And um, I love it. Yeah, love maybe it. Uh, maybe next time you're in Toronto, if you guys got some free time, I can get you into the studio. And... Next time I'll let you talk more too. I just like hogged all the airtime. No, man, this is this episode. <laughs> is your episode you know i like to tell stories of different like performers content creators artists and everything and this is like this is wicked like um i'm sure people have seen you on epic mealtime too but they get to know a little bit of it yes yeah awesome and uh anything else you want to plug here no, Moment of Truth, man. Moment of Truth. You can go on all the streaming platforms. You can go on YouTube and watch the whole episode's video. I mean, that's 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 a passion project. And if that ends up paying my bills, fuck, man, I'm the big winner, you know? Fuck yeah. And guys, um, if you are listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anything else, any of your favorite podcast apps, I want to let you know that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You're going to see some links to uh, Moment of Truth and lots of stuff we talked about. I'll put up some battles and um, some episodes. Oh, yeah, you're going to put some videos? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a, a homepage for this, and uh, it'll be connected to the show. Send so me the link. I'll share it. I'll do all the things. Fuck yeah. And let me once again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's always a pleasure catching up with you. And yeah, oh, man, are you going to hang up on me, or can we talk off the record like, when you shut it off? Yeah, let's 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 talk uh, off the off the record, man. All right, bye guys. Yeah, peace. <laughs> Girth Radio. All night I daydream asleep but never get it. Forgot my house keep drinking on the stoop of Charles Bukowski. Write it down and spread my message like an epidemic in my best attempt to convince the world that's lost without me. Yeah. Baby boys on sweating rock salt and gridlock. When cops just watch and regulate the dealers like a pit boss. And nowadays I watch through Hitchcock's lens. Right down the drain and move on towards rock and give shop threads. Say hello to the alright. Look, I never claimed that I was more than just a small time cook for pocket change. But I ain't really trying to play with these boys. He talk a good one in the booth but got no pain in they voice for real. And anyone that don't feel it can suck my titty. Government city, all-star, son them, so none forget me. Sullen and sluggish, enough of us suffer the troubled history. But monsters and love to crumble, the brother can burn it with me now. Them snipers never catch the whites of my eyes. Stay your bloodshot from the bands holding a nitrogen high. A knife on my side, spend my Februaries in a slump. Respected as a writer, legendary as a drum. All night I daydream asleep. Forgot my house, I'm drinking on a stupid Charles Bukowski. So I write it down and spread my message like an epidemic. In my best attempt to convince the world it's lost without me. All night I daydream asleep. But never get it. Forgot my house, I'm drinking on a stupid Charles Bukowski. So I write it down and spread my message like an epidemic. In my best attempt to convince the world it's lost without me. This you out the royal was the same as the gates were crossed initially. Carry me no longer, longer right, I'll change the history. It's a mystery, the gist is enough And admittedly I was different then But I give it as much Still, smack the SM58 from his clutch Brought in my involvement to talk and paint with his brush And publish this poetry of prose I wrote with the hopes That it comes back as plastic I consider as done I got a sneer in Roman, no thoughts of double and never gullible She scream when she coming in multiples That's your trouble, Duke Concertina, while your muscle tongue speak Dipping in and out of morose to mania So when you see me at the jam bugging, consider it luck Cause I'm arbitrarily nasty from the pit of my gut Was living it up when I was younger, now I structure it more Give me a dap, I say what up If I'm drunk on your floor, but pick me up All night I daydream asleep, but never get it Forgot 
my house I'm drinking on a scoop of shots for couch So I write it down to spread my message like an epidemic In my best attempt to convince the world is lost without me All night I daydream of sleep But never get it Forgot my house, keep drinking on a scoop of shots for couch So I write it down to spread my message like an epidemic In my best attempt to convince the world is lost without me